Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, we recognize that our world is no longer a Christian world. But what does it mean to live as a Christian in a post-Christian world in the United States of America? Is our voice to be silenced by the minority of the population that is put off by faith in Jesus? Are we all going to sit back and allow our workplaces and our homes and our churches to be taken over by people who have no regard for a biblical worldview? The worldview that our country was founded on. How do we shift the tide of the rhetoric from political nonsense to truth? There's one simple answer. You need to get involved in the process from registering to vote by mail or in person than actually voting on election day. Two huge steps. But there are some of you that have a political calling on your life. You've been called to step up and lead in the political office, in a political office somewhere in the United States so that the truth is known and faith wins. Chad Connolly once worked for a political party in charge of church and faith engagement. Now he's the founder and CEO of Faith Wins. Faith Wins is an organization dedicated to engaging pastors, engaging congregations, and engaging Christians in the public arena. The arena dedicated to proper discourse and true leadership. God is heavily engaged in the political process as he talks in the scriptures about appointing leaders. Will you be one of those leaders? It all starts with voter registration and getting Christians involved actively in the process. Chad Connolly, welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim and Martha, y'all are awesome. I'm so proud of you guys and your entire ministry. It just sings my song. Uh, this is exactly what Christians ought to be doing is engaging everywhere because regardless of what people feel, because we know feelings are big these days, or what they think, it does not remove our responsibility as Christians to engage and to have a biblical worldview regardless of what's going on around us. So why did you form Faith Wins? Why? Was there an, why? Just tell us why. Yeah, you know, uh, as you guys know, I, I, I left the RNC uh, in 2017, just didn't want to work in the White House, had opportunities. Um, and I started the, to basically to reproduce what we had done with GOP faith. I was honored that Wrights plucked me out. I was uh, chairman of South Carolina uh, GOP, and Wrights let me do something that had never been done. I got to be the first ever national director of faith engagement for either party. So for four and a half years, went to 43 states and spoke to some 85,000 pastors. And I just kind of found that that was the secret sauce, not just politically, but strategically and faith-wise, too. People get frustrated at local officials and uh, non-godly, anti-American, anti-God efforts. And the solution is for us to be the Matthew 5 salt and light we're obligated to be anyway. So I formed the 501c3 to continue to engage pastors, to remind them, to encourage them, to inspire them to be involved at that level. But it's not just pastors that you're aiming for. It says on your website, engage pastors, engaging uh, congregations, engaging, I think, I can't remember what the third one did I say. Faith leaders. Faith leaders. leaders. Okay. All right. I I know it was three of them. Sorry. But (laughs) so, I mean, you're you're after that Christ follower that's out there that doesn't even realize the significance and the power of their vote. 
Yeah, look, um, I, one of the research things I did when uh, working for Reince Priebus at the RNC, and I'm, I'm a reader, and the thing that really got me involved in politics, you know, I've said many times, poly means many, tick means bloodsuckers, and hey, you Christians, let's stay away because it's dirty business. If it is, there's just not enough Christian thinking in it, right? But I started reading biblical worldview books in the 90s, y'all, and it really convicted me as a Christian, hey, I'm not supposed to ignore this area if it is dirty business or if it is something that's distasteful, I'm still supposed to be involved. I mean, think about it, y'all. I have a pastor buddy who says, it is inconceivable that the God who created human government would want his people not to be engaged in it. Oh, say that. Oh, hang on. Say that again. Say that again. Yes. It is inconceivable that the God who created human government would want his very own people not to be involved in it. Mm. That's so powerful. One of the most powerful quotes I've I've heard. And if you look back to the the research and the biblical worldview stuff, George Barna's group, Barna Group, has done quite a bit of that. And of course, the numbers are cloudy because Pew has definitions and Gallup has definitions. But let's just go with what Barna Group says and church going people, some 80, 82 million people sitting in churches on a typical Sunday. Not right now, but before long, it's going to be more than that, as we know, because people are searching for those answers through Corona, right? And who's in charge because they feel completely helpless. But there's 82 million sitting in churches. High watermark is about 32 million voting. So by every wait, 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 wait a minute. What did you just say? 82 million people sit in churches and only a third of them registered to vote? Oh, actually voting. voting. 30 to 32 million is the high watermark for voting. And so I opined to Reince Priebus in July of 2013. I said, Reince, if if the conservatives ever get 80 percent of the faith vote, and somewhere between 40 and 50 million, regardless of Pew, Gallup, the parties, whosoever definition, there are between 40 and 50 million non-voting people sitting in churches. So it is the in the last un- election. I mean, in the last. Well, hang on. You get so excited. You want to keep moving on. In the last <laughs> election, it wasn't the wasn't there like 50 some million on either side of the vote? I mean, it wasn't a big number. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's about 63, 64 million on either side. Of on the either road. side. Okay. So, See, but it, this is a big chunk, y'all. It's the most untapped, underappreciated vote in American political history. When, when Wrights hired me, he said something that struck, and, and it's kind of what you're getting at here. And he said, Chad, I've been looking around. You're an odd duck in this political world. You understand the political process, but you love the Lord. And I, that's sad that I'm an odd duck, but I, I think that's right now that I've moved in political circles at some pretty high levels and been in some interesting rooms. There, there are a lot of people who, you know, they know where the church is. They can identify it in pictures. Uh, but, you know, as far as being Christ followers or biblical Christians, it, it's it's um, it's in short supply. I, I just hate to tell you from the political expert world. And, of course, we know from the pundits on television that would certainly fit. And so I looked at those numbers and I, I wrote the rights. If you ever hit 80 percent, the left can't win. They can't win mm-hmm. dog catcher. They can't win Congress. They can't win school board. You know, I use an example a lot, y'all. Uh, in Charlotte, y'all probably know this story. The mayor of Charlotte was elected. One of her first ideas was we need bathroom freedom. We know we just if you feel like whatever gender, you should be able to go to whatever bathroom. So certainly Charlotte had bigger problems than who went to what bathroom uh, based on biology. Right. But it, it passed in Charlotte. 
and it swept across the nation. Uh, municipalities passed ordinances. You know, the ACC, the NCAA, the NBA uh, did this sports terrorism on the state of North Carolina until it passed. And we, we've seen that be repeated. But here's the story. Six percent turnout in the election that she was voted in on. Mm. All right. That means wow. Jim and Martha could have changed the election mm-hmm. if right. they just voted conservatively. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I want to step back because I, I don't, you know, this is not an issues based show. However, as Christ followers, we've got a biblical worldview. We've got a, the, the foundation of everything that we talk about is, is what Jesus demonstrated on this earth, which is, I mean, Jesus didn't say stay out of the political process. But we're supposed to be examples. Even even in the political process, we're still, still supposed to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So it, we're supposed to be standard bearers of a completely different standard. And so I think the danger is a lot of people think, well, if, I, if I've got a... If I'm going to be involved in the political process, I've got to I've got to dedicate myself to one political party or another. And I would say, you know what? We need to be dedicated to Jesus Christ and what the scriptures tell us we should be. I mean, Jesus said to the disciples, go and teach everyone what I've taught you. Right. And, and this impacts the political process as well. And, and we need. OK, so what's the solution? What's the, I mean, there's just so much you can go on because it's so frustrating. When you give talk numbers that in Charlotte, North Carolina, I mean, it's the it's a headquarters of NASCAR, for crying out loud. There's more conservative voters in Charlotte, North Carolina, probably, and moonshine runners than anywhere else in the country. So, and that's, of course, where Mountain Dew is designed, which is my favorite drink. So, how do you, how do we solve this? What, what's the process of turning the tide in this country around so that truth and faith in Jesus wins? Well, first, and I've said this thousands of times, y'all, it, it's not a political party. It's not a candidate. They'll never save us. Only Jesus. I, that's the first thing. Yeah. And I, so I told Reince when I worked for the GOP, I'm not going to push the candidate. I'm not going to push the party. I'm going to talk about biblical worldview voting. I'm, I'm going to teach people to line up issues. Let's face it. Jesus isn't running. Jesus is not running. Therefore, you're always voting between the lesser two evils. <laughs> but that puts the responsibility on me and you to find out what people believe in. Uh, you know, as a Christian, I've no, never voted for somebody who was okay with killing babies in a mommy's tummy. That's the way I describe it to my kids. Mm-hmm. I've never voted. I don't care what party they're in. If they won't protect a, a baby in a mommy's womb, the most protected, safest place, I, I believe that they're wrong on abortion. They're wrong on national security or immigration or taxes. And, and you know, it'd be pretty close, too. Uh, so that, that's just my watermark as a Christian. I, I you know, he, I believe he created us all fearfully, wonderfully made, knit together, knit together in our mother's womb. All those scriptures lead me to standing for life. That's an issue. So I believe what's happened, y'all, is the media has been pretty, you know, y'all not, of course, not included, but the mainstream media has been pretty good at saying, ooh, your Christians are very good at evangelism and missions, but you shouldn't be involved in politics. That's that, that may offend somebody. And so we back off. We put on our <laughs> Jesus when the reality is, you know, he turned the tables over, too. So we yeah. better find out, turn the tables over, Jesus, and take our stand. This is entirely our responsibility. I believe it's a pastor's responsibility, the deacons, the elders, the leadership, the Sunday school teachers, the priests, you know, right down the line. Mm-hmm. Anybody in leadership should be saying to their congregations, find out about the candidates. Find out the one who most closely resembles a biblical worldview. They're not perfect either because guess what? You aren't. And Jesus didn't run it. 
So line those up and find out who most closely identifies with a biblical worldview and vote biblically. That's what we should be doing. You have to learn. Take a deep breath. You get so excited. I know you're so excited. So so let's talk about to our listeners, the ones that um, they're saying, okay, this resonates with me. This makes sense. But it's so overwhelming that I don't even do anything. I get I get like, you know, stuck. So help our listeners to understand what they can do. Yeah, it's pretty easy, actually, is number one, are you registered to vote? If you're an individual, are you registered to vote? If you're not, go get registered to vote. Yeah. Number two, find out about candidates. There's plenty of ways to find out about candidates. Go to their websites. I mean, now it's more information available than ever before. If you're a pastor or a leader or just somebody sitting in the church, go to your pastor and say, let's do a nonpartisan voter registration. There's nothing political about it. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing we got to make sure people understand is if somebody says we don't do politics, my question to the pastor is, Pastor, where does politics begin in your Bible and spiritual life stop? Because in a biblical mm-hmm. worldview, my God's big enough to be everywhere and everything all the time. And I believe that's our mandate and our obligation. So it's pretty simple. Register to vote. Okay. Find out about the candidates. Make sure your church conducts voter registration. And we have all that stuff on our website. And then show up on Election Day, whether that's by <laughs> mail or in person. But do it. Yeah, I, I want to take a break just to thank some of our sponsors. We got some phenomenal sponsors of the I Work For Him program. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind that gives you control. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him Power Pod. All right, Chad, let me ask you this question. I mean, I've been, I grew up in the church. I had a drug problem as a kid. My parents drug me to church three times a week. Okay. I mean, you did too. You lived in the South. You got an accent to prove it. I grew up in Minnesota. You couldn't improve that. So, but here's the issue. Pastors, evangelical pastors, charismatic pastors, uh, mainline pastors have been told, we can't mix the church and the state and you shouldn't be preaching politics from the pulpit. Um, you shouldn't be getting involved in political process. Just stick to the Bible. That has been a big fat lie and a powerful lie of the enemy to get Christians out of the political process. How in the world do we let them know that that's not what Jefferson was talking about? And number two, that that we need to be involved that it's okay for pastors to encourage people to get them out to vote and to get them involved in this process well this is a huge issue right mm-hmm. this is one of the biggest issues huge and issue let's face it our, we our nation has alzheimer's we've forgotten our history mm-hmm. we, we have forgotten our history it, it, it's either that some level of our education system has failed us enormously or has succeeded beyond somebody's wildest dreams. The the second layer of this is, and it's a shame because you're right, a lot of pastors, they just don't want to deal with anything that they deem controversial. And instead of responding to him, they respond to them. That's Mm. that's sad. That's sad to me. I, I wouldn't sit under that pastor if he's not willing to lead. I wouldn't sit under him. I hope Christians would feel that way. If we're reading the Bible, 
Can you just name a lot of books that the leader that God appointed didn't deal with the political leaders? You know, over and over and over, they're, they're, they're prophets to the king, they're prophets to the people, they're, they're dealing with political leaders throughout the word of God. They're dealing with the issues of the day. So to me, it's a complete capitulation to their faith if they're not engaging these issues. But you're right. And look, there's a movement out there. It's clear from looking at some of these rent and evangelical on television. Uh, somebody has convinced a lot of pastors to say, ooh, don't do politics. Now, they don't mind doing it. <laughs> they don't practice what they preach. And they condemn you for being a biblical worldview Christian. But I believe that we've got to identify all these people who are feel-good Christians versus biblical Christians. I, I really think that that time is coming. Um, when you have pastors stand in the pulpit and say abortion's okay, they don't mind dealing with issues, right? Mm. Uh, and, and God can deal with that. I don't want to be their judge by any means. I just know when I read the Word, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was knit, knit together in my mother's womb. And God who created us, He created everybody with purpose and a point in life and a plan with His purpose and, in mind. And what's so important to understand is that we're all made, we are all image bearers. We're all image bearers. It's so important that we understand that. But we, we've got to take, I want to make sure we hit a couple more points before we're done. One is how do we get Christian voter registration going? I mean, how do we get, and then how we get people engaged? Because in the last 10 weeks in our country's history, we have all seen the repercussions of our votes. We have certain states in this country who elected people who have no regard for human beings, no regard for, I mean, people that are arresting a woman who opens up her business, which she's got a constitutional right to open up her business and arresting her when she's trying to feed her family. Oh my gosh. You and I both are getting fired up. Man, I was just, but you know what? That made me angry. Oh my goodness, that made me angry. Well, the governor in Kentucky uh, taking out license plates. Um, you know, the pastor in, in Greenville, Mississippi, who was on, on one of my Zoom calls, he was one of my guests on a Zoom call. He had 12 cars in the parking lot and 20 police cars showed up to write them tickets. Right. And yet Walmart is full and Home Depot and Lowe's are full. Uh, OK, so we don't want to get so, onto that. But we got but we got to see the repercussions. OK, Martha, jump in there quick. I'm going to jump in quick. So I want to know if I am sitting here listening to this and I'm getting fired up in a good way to say, I do want to make a difference. I want to stop letting this happen to me and get involved. What's, where, do, where do people go? I, I'm assuming that faithwins.us is a good start. If they're on yep. Facebook, they see that we're already linked to your Facebook page. Yep. Tell, the, tell the person sitting here listening um, you know, how they can make a difference. Uh, okay, easy. A uh, couple things, and we do these layers, in fact, because we've encountered all these questions. If you'll text 76076, that's the number, one word, faith wins. Now, your little autocorrect will try to put a space, so you'll delete the space. Okay. 76076, one word, faith wins. You'll get a reply, and we'll send you a, a legal document that Matt Staver from Liberty Council wrote for me, and it's called Church Do's and Don'ts, and it tells you what churches and pastors can do and what they can't do legally. So that reinforces that. And if you'll go to faithwins.us 
then we will include you and you'll get church voter registration information. We're posting links for that for all 50 states. So no matter what state you're in, you can follow easily on how to register and how to conduct voter registration. We're right now, in fact, this week filming a tutorial that's going to be millennial driven, pastor driven, and show people exactly how to conduct a voter registration drive in their church. So those two things will help a lot. The third thing is if you fill that out on 76076 mm-hmm. Faith Wins, we'll start inviting you in our Zoom calls. So Wrights Priebus did a Zoom call. We had 825 pastors register. 80% of the people on there stayed the whole time uh, and all 50 states were involved. Senator Tim Scott's doing one tomorrow and I've invited some other big names that'll be a part of our uh, Zoom calls. We've done 53 Zoom calls with pastors and faith leaders in all 50 states. Over 6,000 pastors have now been involved. Excellent. And we are targeting pastors, but we're targeting faith leaders too. So, so those three things. So what about, speak quickly to the person that they are drawn to, to the government sphere. They yeah. love political science. They have a heart for biblical worldview. Speak to them and take away the shame and the guilt. Yeah. Listen, we're biblical Christians. We believe in the Bible. We believe in 100% inerrancy, infallibility of the Word of God. Our responsibility is to engage Matthew 5, salt and light. The scripture says if we don't engage, if we're not salt and light, we're to be good for nothing, to be trodden under the feet of men, mm-hmm. thrown in the streets. I don't want to stand before the Father and be told I was good for nothing, to be thrown before the feet of men and trodden under the feet of men in the streets. That's our obligation and responsibility as Christians. Well, we need to understand that in the kingdom there's no ranking system. System, Chad, there's no ranking system that pastor and missionary are not the top categories and everybody else. No, politician is right up there with pastor and missionary and business owner and engineer and ditch digger and used car salesperson and janitor and mom. And I mean, they're all the same thing. We've all got an individual call in our lives. And there are people that have grown up in the church that know Jesus who have been told, you don't want to get involved in politics. That's just a dirty ball game. And we need to be praying for them right, because that they have the courage to because it. it's not true. But if they connect with you, Chad, you're going to tell them how to get it done. You're going to connect them up with people that can help them get it done and stay on the straight and narrow as a politician. Chad, last question. Uh, and I know I just made a statement instead of question. It's oh well. I get to speak too. Come on. Here, here's the deal. Can, can we engage in political conversations at work and lead that conversation to Jesus? Of course we can. I mean, we don't set aside our First Amendment rights, and this is what set America apart, regardless of what the pundits say. Our rights come from God, not from the state. It's what set America apart. Our rights come from God, not from the state. We don't set aside. Don't be intimidated. Yes, you'll have those ploys used against you. Oh, you can't talk about that. Isn't it funny? The things that other people talk about are just open game. That's fair game. But you can talk about anything because it's your First Amendment right. And if you ever have any trouble with that, I know all these folks with these Christian legal services, they'd love to defend you because I believe the lines have been drawn, Jim and Martha, maybe like never before through Corona. We're seeing what this progressive left is through mayors and governors who are just being tyrannical. I mean, they're just, they're, it's just rude. Awful. 
things that are un-American. And then we see freedom-loving people who've been elected steering toward your freedoms and your responsibility, your accountability. So yes, you can talk about conversations that lead to Jesus. They're only controversial because people have made them that way to avoid the topic. And I believe what we have to do Mm. is talk to people about things that may make them uncomfortable, but are truthful. Well, and they're leading them to freedom. Imagine if you could teach people about the things that, that, that certain political parties will say, this is the right thing, this is the right thing, this is the right thing. But the more you do those things, you will become a slave. Jesus came to set us free, and we need to present the truth in order to set people free. I mean, that's what this country was all about. I, 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 when I heard the news story that people are, somebody on one of the mainstream media said, you Americans are just way too caught up with that whole freedom thing. You need to let it go. I'm like, holy smokes, who even let you in our country? I know, but freedom of speech, we got freedom of speech. He can say whatever stupid thing he wants, but we love freedom. But we, Chad, if somebody is listening to this today or they're listening to it later, they're listening to the podcast and they're like, I do, I do feel a calling in my life to get involved in politics. Where do they, how do they even get started? Who do they talk to to get started? Because we need people at every level. Didn't you say to me when we had a phone conversation, there's 500,000 elected offices in this country? Yeah. That's right, 520-something thousand elected offices. Here's what they need to do, and this was my story. Go to a local party office and volunteer. Look it up online. Find the county party. Find the party you most closely you know, align with. I don't think that's hard for a Christian, but go do that because mm-hmm. Jesus isn't a – he's not a party person, right. but he is an issue person. Here's he's what a person person. That's right. And so he's about principles, not parties and politics. So he's about principles. Go to a local county party and volunteer or go to the state office and volunteer. That's how I got involved. I became state party chairman, led to the GOP faith and now a 501c3 call faith win. All right. So that call to action is to text to 76076. The word faith wins. Make sure it's one word and then that can start an engagement. And I think that people will really be pleased with the things that they um, get in return. Thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners this morning. And online faith wins wins.us faithwins.us field manuals have been around for decades you and i are soldiers serving in our mission fields at work the i work for him field manuals are intended to provide the practical tactical factual and biblical perspectives around work women at work and retirement our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for christ followers like you serving in the field go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today that's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore thanks for going digital chad we could talk about this you know i've been we could hang out all day this i've been hang, great. i've been holding back <laughs> i've been holding back but i want to thank you for just waking up the christ followers you know five years ago as you started working running up to the 2016 election i know your hard work really paid off and we didn't elect somebody who had no recognition for the value of life uh, and the, you know when you hear when you got to hear our president speak about the value of life uh, on uh, january 25th when he was on the mall speaking to the big crowds uh, for the uh, March for Life app was I mean it almost brought me to tears I haven't heard a president I didn't even hear I don't think Reagan ever prayed like that it was just it was amazing so we need to do good work but we need to raise up more Christ followers in the political process to let them know that's okay for that to be your job yes. and Chad thank you for taking the stand for faith wins and uh, for just being a, a, a huge impactor in our country we appreciate it Chad last word go ahead God bless, you. God bless y'all I'm proud of what y'all are doing it is needed and necessary in times like this I believe God's called us to this time he's got a plan in this fight through it we're going to see him win in this whole end. Mm, amen. Faithwins.us. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. 
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.